0: Hello, and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and a podcaster slay their way through the 80s movies we love or think we love or maybe hate or might have missed with these our modern eyes to see how well they hold up. This is Dragon Slayer, a movie selection from 1981.
1: I have been witness to something, something of consequence to you. To me? There's a great task needing to be done. No doubt you've heard of our trouble at home. A dragon,
2: fire and stench. It is evil pure and simple you want me to do battle with that
3: behold for i am chosen i shall die that many may live
0: twice each year the king selects a new victim chosen by lot girls virgins your king made a pact with a
3: monster
1: but your children were dying uh, only a few does that sound cruel
3: Blacksmith, have you ever forged a weapon? An edge like no other on this earth.
1: dragon slayer coming from paramount pictures
0: it's a very visual trailer i will say (laughs) it's a visual movie (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. um i'm chrissy lens uh director of nct phoenix improv uh this podcast's official comedian and with us as always is
3: nathan blackwell uh filmmaker um yeah that's that's all i am (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, you're so much more, Nathan. Don't sell yourself. Shit. No, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> and uh, very excited with us today is uh, a guest who is not only a comedian, uh, but also a podcaster and an author and therapist and parent and, and so many things when we just stack them up. Damn it. I'm this. Um, <laughs> we have Zach Stones here from the Knights of the Rolled Tables podcast. Hello.
2: Happy to be here. Very excited.
0: And we are excited to have you. So here's where we usually start, is that this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Mm. Um, Do you have, like, did you have any personal experience? Is this a favorite? How did you uh, acquaint yourself with this movie?
2: Yes. So I have a personal connection with this movie that is not through seeing it. It came out when I was... 3 maybe so I didn't see it in the theater I saw it at some point when I was still young enough to have like you know you like watch the movie and you see scenes throughout where you're like I remember this but I didn't like conceive Mm -hmm. the whole thing but the head the full size dragon head that is used in the filming of this movie ended up in my garage when I was growing up
0: (laughs) that's that's terrifying (laughs) that's a scary head it's like really real and really scary
2: yeah it's pretty wow. impressive it was cool close up it was made of like dense foam i'd like break teeth off of it teeth broke off of it one wow. at a time i can like feel the feel of me like picking away the oh, little wow. movie history teeth how um,
0: big was it like in real life
2: that's an interesting question because it's one of those <laughs> things where like I was like eight, and so relative to me, probably a lot bigger than I would remember it. But I think I like read something that it was like, like, I mean, it can't be ten feet long. But I mean, full on is probably with the horns like six feet, maybe more.
1: Wow. And the
2: neck. Yeah. So my uh, my dad worked for Disney growing up, and he. When I was little, we lived like down the street from Disney Studios. He would walk to work. And he, for a couple of years when I was little, um, would get some of his friends together, both, I think both from like Disney and um, like college friends and stuff. And they would put together like a Halloween show in the backyard. I don't know. I I don't, not for a ton of years because eventually there was more siblings and it was hard to keep up with, but they did at least two or three of those. And so they were going to put together this like backyard thing uh, that this particular story It was the last one they did. So I remember it the best. It was like about a wizard and he'd like summon a creature. And apparently this dragon head was just like on the lot at Disney Studios because the movie is co-produced between Paramount and Disney. And Mm. I, I guess I asked him about this recently and I guess he basically was like, hey, can I have that? to whoever was in charge of pop- props and they were like, yeah, please take it away. And so he like signed some papers and yeah. he took it down the street in a pickup truck. And then it lived in our garage. Wow. That's and in awesome. this like backyard show that they did, it was like a giveaway. <laughs> it wasn't like the main thing of the show. Even it was like a giveaway joke <laughs> where like it like roared from off stage and then they like wheeled the head in a window and the wizard like threw it a, a bone <laughs> and then, like wheeled it out. Um, and then it lived there for like years and years.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I
2: see why you chose this movie Uh (laughs) in terms of like, do you have a personal connection with a movie? Yes. Which is weird. When I was watching it, I was like, Ooh, I don't know if this is a movie that people know because like, (laughs) I have no concept of that. It's obviously a movie I know for that specific reason.
3: Oh yeah. It's part of your mythos.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, this was definitely a movie that that was on my radar for sure as as like a, a dragon enthusiast, mm-hmm. you know, um, and this I think I was, it was at the end of high school that I saw this movie. But I remember this being then and for a long time, like the gold standard mm-hmm. of like movie dragons, you know, and I felt like it wasn't until, um, you know, much later. I mean, it, for a while, it was the gold standard mm-hmm. for movie dragons.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, so obviously it was, like, a practical puppet, so then it's stop motion.
3: Well, it's, like, it's like the, I think they did, had 16 different versions of it, mm-hmm. like, one that would, like, crawl, and one just for, like, the close-ups of the head, and one for, like, the flying, and so they, I, I, from what I read, they spent about a quarter of the entire movie's budget just on the dragon effects, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I feel like that was money well spent mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because that, that's the thing that it's known for.
0: Yeah, but you like, needed Peter more McNichol. of that dragon. <laughs> yeah, get that dragon out there. You paid a lot of money for that dragon. Let's yeah. have it prance about a bit more Yeah, than we uh-huh. get to see it in the actual movie.
2: Yeah, it definitely, you know, it has that, like, horror movie effects movie, like, 80s era of like we can't afford to show this too much and so we're going to be like very tactical in like show it like the first scene that it's in is just like a shot of the claw a shot of the tail dragging long and and right uh, it's like jaws it would have where... yeah, cost way too much to show it more probably
3: yeah to show it all the time it, it... But it would have been nice if they because we don't really get to get see a good look at it until about like an hour and twenty minutes into mm-hmm. the movie. It's only an hour and forty-five minute movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, when it does show up, it like delivers. Uh, whereas, oh, whereas yeah. whereas like in Jaws, like when we finally see the shark, we still only get tiny little glances of it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it was still a little dodgy.
0: And I, the, the scariest thing about the dragon to me is, like, when you first see it, like, in its, like, entirety, the bigness of it, and it stretches out its, like, finger wings, mm. and they're, like, these crazy hand wings, ugh, they're so creepy, and I was just like, it's got hands, you don't get hands, dragon. <laughs> ugh. Um, but basically, the movie is the story of a little boy wizard, or I guess, like, a what is he like 20 a young man wizard Mm -hmm. who uh is the apprentice and then has to take over for his boss um to go on a journey to slay a dragon for some people who are fed up with this dragon nonsense
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and i love the beginning of the movie when we meet the old wizard
3: yeah he's so good
0: He's just over it.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's Ralph Richardson who you've probably seen in Time Bandits, which is definitely a movie we've oh, got yeah. to cover as the supreme being, and he's just so great at this deadpan, dry humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so good,
0: and it, it is humorous. It's this movie is a comedy. I dare say, <laughs> it's like a, a
3: horror comedy. Cause like mm. legit, there is like nightmare fuel in this, you know. Not spoiler, but like people's hands get eaten off.
0: Yeah, they do
3: by baby like, dragons.
0: Yep, baby dragons are just like running around with her feet.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that's something I. The it, it, like Mike because I haven't seen it in in forever. But there were definitely these strong images that I had, which one was the dragon, like the full shot of it breathing fire. And um, and then the whole idea of having a shield made, made of dragon scales. So it was mm-hmm. impervious to fire. But just like the real gnarly, like, v- you know, babies and dragons just eating people. You yeah. Know? And it's not like chump. It's like slowly eating people. That was
2: a very good example of the whole like, is this person really dead? Scene Uh in movies because you're like, oh no, like is she is she gone? Is she faking? Could she wake? Oh no, definitely not because it is eating
3: her foot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the the babies are off. (laughs) Oh, it's gone. Oh, get back here with that you. Uh you scamp, bring that foot back. Um, the babies are ugly too. Like they're ugly and scary. There's nothing about them that makes you go for an instant, Aw baby. Yeah,
2: I wrote down uh baby dragon does not equal baby Yoda. They did they did a very good job of
3: making a not cute baby. <laughs> I was still sad when he was stabbing the, the baby dragons. Aww. Really? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want one, but I was still like, oh okay. You know, it's like all it's right. shot. Have his his foot now and then, and could, it's could, fine. Hero it stabs baby dragon. Baby dragon not dead. He continues to stab. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, that's what we're shooting for tomorrow.
0: Oh, good. That sounds fun. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um,
0: but the the comedic elements of this movie are are throughout the whole thing. It's it's like I would say that there's more comedy in this movie than there is in like the movie that's probably most analogous to it, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um. It, and they just like it doesn't they don't like really punch the moments of comedy, so they just kind of go by
3: well it, it's interesting. I realize that one of the influences of star wars um w- besides just like the um the like the 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 like the the hero the hero's journey mm-hmm. is also like these like tough princesses is mm-hmm. another kind of effect of what Star Wars did you know? Yeah. Because here we do have a tough princess, you know?
0: we um, Briefly. We have yeah. briefly a tough princess. Right.
3: And then, uh, you know, and then like in some ways, like Marion from Raiders of Lost Ark is also kind of the equivalent of a tough princess.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I thought the Marion Raiders of the Lost Ark character really felt to me like the Valerian character who is kind of the sidekick in this journey, but we meet her uh, uh pretending to be a boy so that she won't get chosen in this uh dragon eaten lottery. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. as soon as they think they've slain the dragon, she's like, "JK. <laughs> I'm a girl." What
3: what it, it so <laughs> jumping ahead like if we were doing a remake, I'd make <laughs> half of the village like turn out to be women, yes, <laughs> as men, and then the other half of men or boys or whatever are now like, "Oh, this is I have some real uncomfortable feelings about <laughs> half my friends, you know. <laughs> uh, this is confusing.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can't be the only person in a thousand years that's figured that out. <laughs> right.
3: Right. So so to to explain, so this this dragon has been plaguing this town for Decades for for more than one generation, like two generations or something, mm-hmm. um, and then so every is it every year or is it twice a year? It's twice a year twice. at the spring twice and autumn year. equinox. They Ooh. sacrifice a virgin. Oh man!
0: <laughs> oh, so I have to say I watched this movie with uh, my ten year old, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Who's we watching? We're watching the movie." And he's like, "So they only sacrifice virgins?" Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. And he's like, "So why don't they all just have sex?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a so fatal there loophole the alternate in this plan <laughs> the,
3: the young man has come to save the town more specifically the young women
0: yes I was like well that's not a bad solution hun but I think there's right. probably reasons like the, why they don't
3: yeah the, the if Val Kilmer was cast yeah. as the uh, mm-hmm. like we took the Mad Mardigan character well we've got to save them every one of them
1: <laughs> yep I mean that Long is up. the piece
2: of the plot that like for me stood out as the most like dated doesn't make sense and like. it has to it...
3: be a pretty large population like it can't just be the town it's got to be like the kingdom you know for that to be manageable I mean is, there, is <laughs> yeah. there a
0: test to see if you're a virgin does the dragon know if you're not does he spit you out I just like ah oh, this one's not a virgin give me someone else
3: <laughs> no sluts
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, like on my
0: being a dragon
2: that's the part of this movie where my therapist side comes out because i do a lot of sexual health education and just like mm-hmm. what is this saying about society like the concept of virginity is messed up and problematic because like you don't the concept of like oh we have this sacred thing and we give it away or it's taken away and like it's just problematic and not very helpful and like one day you're gonna have sex right. and as long as it's everybody's consenting and you make sure nobody's going to get pregnant who doesn't want to, it's going to be one awkward step on your sexual journey and your second time is probably going to be better. So like this like (laughs) trope of like sacrificing virgins. So doubles down on the mythos of like virginity is so, so like, so sacred that, it like, That's it's all. worth the risk of getting eaten by a dragon to preserve it instead of, oh, yes, oh, having yeah. sex with literally anybody. And, like, why? Why does the dragon want to eat a virgin? Are they like, oh, they're so delicious to dragons? Like, what does that mean? It's like, <laughs> why would that make any sense whatsoever? <laughs>
3: It's like 16 Candles where everyone was obsessed about, like, losing their virginity. Yeah. You know, and then when, once you do, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not a big, okay, mm-hmm. it's not a big problem.
0: Yeah, it's no big deal. Like, except and unless, except in this world. Anymore. Yeah, you don't yeah. get eaten by the dragon. Like, just why wouldn't they, in addition to, like, hiding your daughter, you could also just marry your daughter to, some, like, make these arranged marriages, like, when they're... Like young or whatever, I don't know. Also, We're going the king lays out
2: like I made this deal with the dragon that I'm going to do that. Like, what did that look like? <laughs> yeah. like? Did you sit down? Was there paperwork? Did it sign a contract? Like, how did you figure out right. that it's good with eating virgins? He sent
3: us. He sent us some edit notes. <laughs> We're going to have to draft up another version. <laughs> He's not happy about paragraph three, section yeah. four. Ooh. Um, More virgins, huh? He's really <laughs> so, hung up on this,
0: <laughs> but it's taken the town this long to like send some envoys to this sorcerer to be like, "Will you come kill this dragon?"
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, right. And he's like, well, "Again, oh. it's not, it's
3: not, it's not an official envoy. It's a group of of people who have just fed up with it."
0: Yeah, um, and he's like, "Ugh, fine." I mean, I'm too old. I put on my fancy hat. Ugh, <laughs> all right, but then he does the weirdest thing ever. So they also they're being followed by. Wait, wait. Uh, can we
2: pause? Because I, I want to pause absolutely. with the fancy hat. Because that was that was the moment where like rewatching this movie got me. Because I was really worried. Like, oh, is this going to be terrible? I'm making Chrissy and Nathan watch uh-huh. this, and other people <laughs> listen. And I was like, oh, I'm. I loved the like quirk that like these sorcerer people definitely have magic powers, and they do a pretty good job of kind of like showing you some cool sorcery tricks that shows you that Mm -hmm. but they also definitely use just like funny magician they use magician tricks they also Mm -hmm. do sleight of hand stuff and Mm -hmm. like they do presentation stuff so the wizard puts on his like funky snake hat which is very specifically because these guests are coming in and he wants to look wizardy. And then he (laughs) says, like, come on out. He tells his apprentice to, like, come do the thing. And the apprentice walks out and plays a drum to sound intimidating. And he's, like, visibly, (laughs) like, kind of annoyed he has to do it. And then the wizard walks out. And then he, like, very visibly throws down some, like, explosive powder to make a big, like, fiery smoke thing behind the (laughs) sorcerer. And that's just, that's such an interesting, unique, choice to like paint it that way it's not that they have real magic and we're making a big deal of that but it's also not that they're faking like they very consciously do both and that was just such a cool detail to me yeah yeah
0: like no one's really impressed they're all just like yeah okay Uh (laughs) we get Mm -hmm. it um and i and i love that that's what i mean it's so funny uh that they're they're all just like completely chill with their like magical ability um so they're being followed by Tyrion, who is the like captain of the bad guys.
1: <laughs>
3: Primary yeah, bad he, guy. It it the, so the, the, he's ca- he's basically the captain of the of the king, the king's enforcer.
0: Right, and oh. so he followed these townsfolk, and he's like, "Oh, Bahumbug! This wizard's no good. He can't do anything. He's old."
3: Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, he is in a lot of ways, the human bad guy, but Mm -hmm. he's also basically just doing what is, what the, the King's bidding. He's, you know, he has, he's not, you know, if, if you had to make him like in a role playing sense, he would be lawful. evil, Like he has rules and laws he follows. And so what he does is not out of the joy of killing people, but it's out of his belief that it's right for the kingdom. Uh, You know, he thinks that these wizards are are going to screw up and that the town is going to get burnt and guess what that's exactly what happens mm-hmm. but it. he is a dick yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah, one of the things I, I was reading is that and you can you you know you just mentioned the the character Tyrion. This was influential to George R R. Martin you know like he he called like so you've got the character Tyrion. In this movie, and then you've got the the other character Valerian, and in and, 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 uh, Game of Thrones you've got Valerian Steel, and he called, you know, that this dragon was 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 one of the best, the best, the golds, you know, the gold standard for movie dragons. As did as had Guillermo del Toro.
2: So, yes, Vermithrax pejorative is the name of this dragon, which the sorcerer mentions once, but also george rr martin references both it's the best movie dragon ever to that time and also the dragon with the coolest name according to george and uh also in that quote he called it the fifth best fantasy movie but i i wasn't i don't know this fantasy (laughs) list so but he was definitely definitely a fan of this and it really is like they use all you know they pull out all the stops in terms of filming the dragon in different ways in the best way. So sometimes it's full-size time, full models. Sometimes it's stop motion. Sometimes it's green screen. They really definitely do a lot to use all the effects of the time. I mean, it's like watching a movie like this, you're really like – I'm constantly thinking of putting it into context of like Star Wars, Alien, Jaws. Like where was it in time with those movies? The effects were by ILM at the same time they're doing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um and like for the time you really have to like watch it and put it in context of like video games at this time were like Pong or like maybe Pac Man. Right. And they were making this on film. It's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. And it was nominated for like a bigillion uh Academy Awards and lost them all to Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
2: yeah, it was visual year. effects. There was only two nominees. It was this and Raiders of the Lost Ark, which it uh rightfully lost to, and I saw it was also nominated for score and lost to Chariots of Fire, which, yes, fair. That's a better score than this, but,
0: Uh you know, it was
2: in there. They got to go to the award ceremony, probably in the balcony.
0: Yeah, and I bet that was really fun for uh, Peter
1: McMickle.
2: (laughs) Who, by the way, I feel like in the beginning scenes does a really impressive Luke Skywalker impression. Like, the way he talked was like, this is literally, like, not Mark Hamill, but like Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker in the first movie. There's just something about the way they speak with this. Right. And you know Discount Mark Hamill. You know
0: that's why they cast him. Because there's <laughs> there's no other reason. It's because he is that type. And he is uh. he's sort of goofy. Like he's a little bit overblown. Mm-hmm. He's like, I am the sorcerer you seek. So they kill his mentor by like he's like, Yeah, I got this trick dagger. You can stab me in the heart and I won't mm-hmm. die. And so Tyrion's like, sounds like fun, stabs him in the heart, he dies. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oopsie doopsie, <laughs> let's go home now. Uh, and he it turns out all of the power is in a necklace, in an amulet. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to have much special knowledge as long as you're wearing the necklace, you can uh, make things levitate, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> Well, so also,
2: um, like, to make to make everything make sense in terms of, like, why did he some Because he didn't just say, go ahead and stab me. Like, I'll prove that <laughs> it wasn't. He has his apprentice go get this specific dagger, and the apprentice is like, this one? Yeah, that's the one. Throw it down here. Which means, like, his plan is definitely, like, I need to be stabbed by that dagger, which means, like, what's up with that? And basically what this dagger has to be is, like, this is a magic dagger with the specific property... Of if you get killed by it, presumably by an enemy, because it couldn't be anybody that stabs him, or maybe just an asshole. If you get killed by it by an asshole, (laughs) and then you throw your ashes into a lake of dragon fire, you'll be revived. It's a very, very specific magic item, as near as I can tell. Seems like (laughs) a waste of money. I didn't think I'd use it, but lo and behold, (laughs) very Uh, worth it.
0: it Yes. It is one of those things in D&D where you'd be like, the what? <laughs> this seems what? like Why something I, I should keep. to keep that dagger? <laughs> it's got to yeah, be important later. Really <laughs> the DM wants me to have that for some reason. Um, <laughs> and there is a lot of, there is a lot of D&D in this movie Um you know the elements of it and this the spells that don't really mm-hmm. work very well and, and things like that like it, i feel like when they're writing this they're like rolling a dice <laughs> being like nope the rock slide doesn't work great um yeah <laughs> so ooh, that's what three. he does is he <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. um he causes a rock slide to close the only entrance of the cave and he's like uh well that's that should we get lunch <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's such he he's such a cocky dick. <laughs> yeah, at the big in the beginning, like well, I mean, like as soon as he be, uh, assumes the mantle of the sorcerer supreme, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he gets super full of himself. Yeah, really he he kind of puts on a. I deserve attitude. this. Yeah, <laughs> what my master promised, I shall fulfill. Oh, you know? and
0: um, we didn't mention, it, but the, he's got this like old friend who like was also an apprentice of the sorcerer who is like. Yes. It, is he the guy from the Neverending Story who, like, yes, yes. okay, good. What? <laughs> who lives up in the little tower and's like, oh, you have to go through and not be afraid. Have
3: uh, always a bridesmaid, yes, never a bride.
0: <laughs> but he's like, you're being a real dick right now to these people. He's got the ashes of the wizard. He's like, you're you suck. Don't you should give back that <laughs> <You> necklace. <laughs> suck.
3: I've known you your whole life,
0: and you suck. <laughs> you definitely suck uh he gets killed by Tyrion and like
3: who kind of t- the the actor who plays Tyrion kind of when I first saw him he looked like one of the the like he looks like Aragorn from the Ralph Bakshi cartoon of like <laughs> one of those 80s seven late 70s early 80s imagining of what like you know like a and d character actualized looked like yeah. you know with the, the 80s hair and mustache <laughs> so
0: much hair and mustache like a <laughs> like a discount Tom Selleck gone wrong, um, but the, so there's this great scene where they're like, "Yay, rock slide! Woohoo! Party in the village!" She's a girl now. What's up? Uh, and then the king summons. Um,
3: <laughs> she takes her glasses off. <laughs> Whoa, she's <laughs> beautiful. She takes out her ponytail. Wow.
0: Um, and they so they take um, how did you, what is his name? His name's like Con or no? It's Galen. Um, they take mm-hmm. not Luke Skywalker. Galen uh to the king and he's like yeah I can do magic uh, I made a chicken disappear I made the table levitate a little bit and the king is like yeah I really don't care um look we tried the rock slide thing it didn't work before it's not gonna work now you you suck we gotta do another lottery now why do people keep telling me that <laughs> so they decide to do another lottery um, and the the princess. Yeah, they imprison.
3: They is, imprison him. They imprison him and too. take his necklace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, he uses the necklace to levitate the table, and the king is oh, like,
0: "I'll oh, take that. I'm gonna take
3: that." <laughs> yeah, and, and the king seems like on the level in terms of like you know when he's saying like again he's kind like, of a lo- dick, he, but like not yeah, wrong exactly. <laughs> yeah, initially, like he's laying out. It's like. You don't understand. Like, if you if you piss it off... I mean, we've been dealing with this dude for decades. If you piss it off...
2: I don't know why it likes virgins, but it definitely right. likes virgins. And it's I may really have added that part. I forget.
3: <laughs> um, I could be projecting. I don't know. Like,
0: he's also <laughs> it not wrong about being like, Oh, do you think we didn't think of rock sliding in the cave shut? You doof. Of course we yeah. thought about that. We did it. But what- we did it work. You suck.
3: <laughs> you should have had a council with us before you, like, you know.
0: Like, maybe ask what we've tried before you. Right. We've got a list.
3: <laughs> anyway, so, but, well, like, once they've got him in prison, they're, he's kind of, like, trying to turn lead into gold with his amulet, like, as he's riding in prison trying to get out.
0: And so that's when the princess, uh, the legit princess, finds out, which is something that has never occurred to her, which is that her name has never been in the virgin pot. And um, any royal families or rich families who could buy their way out of the Hunger Games just didn't have to put their name in the bucket. So she Mm -hmm. being boss bitch that she is fills the new drawing with only her name. And there's kind of a hilarious moment where the king, who, like, when she asks about it, she's like, Has my name never been in there? He's like, What? No, yes, yes, no, wait, no, yes, which I, just don't worry what about it. What was your it.
3: question? What was your just restate your question? <laughs> <laughs> Look over there.
0: And then, oh, shoot, when they're <laughs> piano
3: lessons, uh, you've got to go now.
0: <laughs> When they're reading the names, he's like, It's Princess Elspeth. Oh, wait, nope, nope, oopsie, read that wrong. I meant, read that that's wrong, We're We're it wrong.
3: princess. Oh, it's upside down. It's uh,
0: clear flu, flu,
3: flu. are you around here?
0: Carflu, flu, flu. Uh, shoot. And then she steps up All right, and next like, one. Like, look, you guys, I found out that my name has never been in there, so now it's only my name. So let's go feed me to this dragon. Let's do it, people. <laughs> they do,
3: and they do, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like the peasants are like yeah okay yeah, sounds
0: good to me we were fine with it the whole uh-huh. time uh, so they go and uh, like he has a like a legit like sort of battle with the dragon like
3: yeah so the, the king releases him because he now wants the sorcerer to kill the dragon since his daughter is now at stake
0: mm-hmm. which is smart but it's
3: interesting yeah it, But but Tyrion you know, we realize where that like I go back for a second yeah. that like the notion
2: of like the whole plot point of like rich people are buying their way out of this lottery is definitely it's funny. Basically, the same element, the virgin lottery, the virgin part is the part of this whole plot that feels the most like out of date and not OK to me. But the lottery part feels like the most relevant to what's going on. Like mm-hmm. at the time, it would have been a real direct a direct relation to like yes. the Vietnam draft and everybody would have made that connection, but like, man, it seems super relevant today with like 1% of the people controlling like 90% of the wealth and the whole thing that seemed that like, <laughs> Oh yeah, this is, this is a, this is a point that makes a lot of sense. in oh relevant yeah. right now. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. The dragon's sure. going to eat one of you and that's fine. That's the greater good.
2: Mm-hmm. We're only going to worry about it. And the king only worries about it mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's his daughter that's gone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: which, is, which is also pretty relevant, right? That you only care about the consequences of something if it's directly affecting someone you mm-hmm. care about. Nobody else seems to exist. Um, yeah. Yeah. Real bummer. Real, real <laughs> bummer, Dragon Slayer. Um, so he goes to Valerian's papa, who's a blacksmith, and um, gets a spear. That the guy made like a while ago, and then buried in a waterfall.
2: Mm-hmm. very cool. yeah, maybe he's just not like, I, but I cool. made
0: this. I didn't know what I was gonna do with it, so I put it in the waterfall. Um, and then they sharpen it up and he imbues it with magic so that now it's like this cool s- cool spear that should be extra strong to prove it's extra strong, he cuts the guy's anvil in half. and I'm like, you know
3: and what? that was his new I, anvil. That's
0: probably his only one too. Like he's a blacksmith, he needs that. What's he supposed to do now?
3: He's like, I guess I'm impressed. <laughs> I
0: mean, you're gonna.
3: <laughs> I made it. I knew it could yeah. do that. You <laughs> don't do impress me.
0: You, have, you to have to me give a me a new anvil. anvil. We had a list
3: of things we knew it could do. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, and then he goes. He's like, Yeah, woo! I'm gonna go get this dragon. Ba
3: Um, Yeah. And Valerian's made a shield of all the discarded uh, dragon scales that have been just kind of left mm -hmm. about.
0: And good for her. Like, that's smart. She did a great Mm -hmm. job. That shield is the only thing that keeps not Luke Skywalker alive as he rolls around and pokes the dragon and and does nothing.
3: (laughs) Yeah. He's not. The downside is that. So this is kind of jumping forward ahead but he's not really responsible for defeating the dragon. No. You know. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for like upsetting the dragon and like getting in some crucial blows. But yeah uh, it, it's not so the the what happens is that the the old wizard, the the master wizard um returns. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah he th- he there's so the mm-hmm. old guy from neverending story had told him at some no he tells him when he's dying ah somebody tells somebody at some point that the ashes, the ashes go in mm-hmm. fire in water that's on fire right right either the either the old wizard or the old guy from neverending story
2: Hodge. yeah, Hodge, is the old guy from *Netherberg* story. Knew that and was trying to take him, and then when he got shot, which was actually a very it heartbreaking is. It's scene, very the way sad. they revealed revealed that he's still walking along with a arrow. That was mm-hmm. a powerful moment for me. Yeah, he knew, and then but Galen takes the ashes and
3: kind it's, of only figures yeah. it out later. Well, this is water that's
0: on that's fire. It, it really does it, take him. It, it, it's it's
3: it's a tough needle to thread to where. You can't give away an important like reveal in the ending. But that also means that the hero can't know, which is usually bad planning on the person mm-hmm. who needs to be resurrected or some important thing exploded at the <laughs> very end of the movie. It's like, man, that really could have gone the wrong way. It's like you like anytime they say in any movie. You'll know the moment. No, dude, just tell me. Like, mm-hmm. Right, just what, tell me the wait, moment. Wait, is it going to be when the window explodes? Is it going to be when like the sun rises? Like, please, more specifics, because I'm going to get nervous and I'm going to press the button. Yeah,
0: and that happens too. So they they bring the wizard back to life, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I knew I wasn't. I didn't want to like mess around with any of this crap.
3: Virgin yeah. crap.
0: I just wanted to get here at the end. Um, thank you." <laughs> I'll take care of it from here. Oh, by the way, hold on to this. And like exactly what you said, you'll know the moment. I'm not going to tell you anything more than that, but you'll know. Um, and then he's down on the ground with uh, Valerian, who's like got a rock. It's like, well, let's smash it now. And he's like, no, wait, wait. That and I, I don't know. know. Let's <laughs> smash it now. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> now? <laughs> No, wait. And then um the uh the <laughs> sorcerer is like battling battling battling. Really cool. Like the dragon is flying and it's swiping and it's doing its thing. Um It it grabs the sorcerer and flies up in the air, and then he's like, "Um, now, please."
3: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then the sorcerer is like, "Jesus Christ, now already!"
0: (laughs) And then they smash the amulet, and he explodes. Explodes.
3: (laughs) So, so Chrissy, um, let's do the scene where the wizard at the beginning of the movie. um, You're the wizard. I'm the I'm I'm the boy. Um, so you're explaining, but you actually tell me the whole plot of what's going to happen. So th- this includes getting stabbed. Okay. All of it.
0: Okay. All right. Now your, your, yes, ma'am. your apprenticeship, your internship is almost at its end.
3: Oh, thank goodness. the
0: final exam is uh, going to incorporate some unusual practical elements. First, I get stabbed in the heart. I die. Uh, what? Yeah. No, it's great. You're gonna love it. Then you go on a journey with this uh old guy who hates you. Yeah? You meet a boy. Uh, yeah. you're I know a you meet a boy, oh. it's really a girl, no worries. Uh you're you're gonna um uh not kill a dragon twice. Uh all right. You meet another girl that was a girl the whole time. She's irrelevant, don't worry about that. Uh, okay, so then oh. I'm going to show up at the last minute.
3: Do do either of them like me?
0: Oh, yeah. One of them does. I won't say which. Sweet. I won't take that from you. Yes. Also, we don't really know it why. doesn't seem like there's much <laughs> to like.
2: She'll love you, but yeah, you won't have to really earn to, it.
0: You'll Sweet. get to like peace out after you yes. fail to kill the dragon the second time.
2: You'll be literally the first man who has recognized that she's a woman. So that will be in your favor.
3: So you're, wait, you're going to die? Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but no. Also, no. Yes. And also, no. (laughs) Toss my pouch into the water or fire. And then I'll come back and Uh I'll just handle it. Okay. All right. But you can't forget. All right. You can't forget that part okay which part toss which part
3: uh are you still thinking about the girl who was a boy
0: no focus on the ashes
3: okay the ashes go in the water
0: just at the end and then you'll this is a really you'll know the moment
3: and then we're done at that point then we're done right
0: um ish
3: Okay, so you're just you. So you do know what happens after that, but you're not going to tell me. It's because that's my actual final test, right? Because then I do something important.
0: Um. Yeah. Mm stop being a dick <laughs> as long as you crash the thing when the right moment happens then uh, you're good
3: wait so you're going to be that detailed and not tell me what the the moment is is it because you don't know yourself or you do know
0: look it's got to be like an organic thing like it's got to have you know we both got to feel it
3: all right I'm okay, in great
0: yes. Much like <laughs> exactly right. yes it's all.
3: It's all. Um. It's all a parable of Virginia. It is.
0: Yeah. I'm just gonna
3: trust Can't it. Wait
0: for the right moment to get your diamond smashed. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Nailed it. Um. Oh, and then there's also a religious subplot. There's like
3: that. Really, just kind of comes yes. in quickly. <laughs> yeah, it comes in quickly and leaves quickly. Yeah.
2: With Ian McDermott. Yeah. Who played the Emperor, and that's pretty much his two roles. He was in like four movies with similarly small parts before this, apparently. And then right after this, he became the Emperor of wow. Star Wars, the Emperor.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: And, but in this movie, he's in as a priest for like 10 minutes, apparently to establish that Christianity is a okay. thing, here, as near as I could tell.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a, it's a weird. So then, like, once the dragon's dead and it's, like, really cool, very gross, rotting corpse is, like, all over the place, like, the religious people show up, like, not Luke Skywalker and his girlfriend are just standing there, like, poking it, and the Mm -hmm. religious people show up and they're like, we did it, God did it, we asked God to do it, and he did it. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) But the best part is with the, when the king shows up and kind of, like, steps mm-hmm. out of the carriage and, like, you know, takes off his, his, like, comfy, cozy robe and, like, goes up to it and, like, s- gently stabs his sword into it. All hail the dragon slayer! <laughs> it's like, we all <laughs> you know? saw that. Like, gets it, get, gets his picture taken.
0: Yay! And then he just, like, doesn't even want to touch the sword. He, like, hands it over and it's like, ew, let's uh, go home. <laughs> yeah. uh, so everybody claims credit and then not Luke Skywalker and his girlfriend just like they just walk away and she's like you miss your sorcerer friend don't you yes you, you miss your magic powers don't you <laughs> yes well too bad <laughs> right we're gonna walk someplace
2: which does I like that a lot I don't know if I would have liked that in the theater if I go went to saw like an awesome dragon slaying mm-hmm. movie But like that's definitely another one of those unconventional choices that I found very charming. Like the notion of like you're expecting the big hero battle and the kid's gonna rise. You're expecting the hero's journey, and like they subvert that, and actually Obi Wan comes back and slays. (laughs) Fuck you, everyone! Boom!
1: (laughs) Ah. Yeah,
2: and then Luke Skywalker is just a farm boy. Was like, I guess I'll go figure it out.
1: (laughs) Give me (laughs) back my
2: sword. No. It like continues the kind of notion of like, yeah, the the king's going to screw you over because he's rich and he's going right. to get the credit. And,
3: <laughs> right. you know, FYI, kid, my, is my magic house <laughs> is, is up for sale and it's not going to yeah. you.
0: I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> dark movie. It like all told. It wasn't like I wouldn't say it was too scary. Rocket enjoyed it, but it was like it had pretty dark themes. I would say.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which
2: seems like it really undercut it because it was co produced Mm -hmm. by Paramount and Disney. And Disney, it sounds like just did like international distribution and also apparently Dragon Storage afterwards, I learned. Um, But like, I think it sounds like word really got out that, like, oh, Disney movie, Disney dragon movie. Mm -hmm. And so definitely people were expecting Disney movie, and it is not a Disney movie. Of the expectations of the time, yeah.
3: The best things about it are things that that adults would appreciate more than kids, for sure, and that kids would be traumatized, mm-hmm. and and um. But that's okay. Yeah, uh, as I've said before, a little
0: trauma is good.
3: At least in movie for a
0: therapist. He can confirm that.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. a little bit. We all got a little okay. bit of trauma. Yeah. It makes character. There's truth to that. You got to. Uh,
3: everyone's got to see, see. Everyone. Should, everyone does end up seeing a rated R movie a little too soon. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, it becomes a a defining moment. It became yeah, defining moment in most people.
0: Well, yeah, we talked about that a little bit with Sixteen Candles, where it's like I'm fine with my my fourteen year old seeing this movie, but I do, we don't need to be in the same room. <laughs> right. <what's happening. laughs> um. Yeah, and you know, Rocket like this movie. He wasn't he wasn't too freaked out by it. Like, and it's rated PG, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's still pre PG thirteen.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk. Uh, reboot, remake, recast. What are your thoughts? I think this would be Mm -hmm. a great movie to like sort of polish up a bit. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Zach?
2: Something I found like disturbing of the time, like not disturbing, but like hard for me to believe is I was looking up like, okay, so like what book is this based on? What's this based on? And like, I couldn't find anything and was like, wait, is this? actually an cool. original story <laughs> like that's unheard of these days that you would make a movie like this that's a not based books, on yeah. <laughs> source material but I think it's original I love that. yeah
0: um so what do you think There's yeah. remake potential like can you see it
2: my take is that not necessarily a direct remake of this movie but I think we are very ready for the modern yeah. dragon movie Like, I think most people seeing this movie and even walking back on it, the question on everybody's mind is, like, can they pull off the dragon? Yeah. And for sure they did for the time. And, like, we look back on it and, like, no, I can see the lighting's wrong and that stop motion Mm -hmm. and all that. So, and I think, I mean, Game of Thrones for, like, petering out at the end definitely proves, like, no, no, we can do dragons on film Mm -hmm. real well now. And I really feel like we need a dragon movie, but also, like, I would relate that to, like, Fantasy movies—the whole fantasy genre—is so like wedded to like the Tolkien setup, and it's like got to be epic, and it's got to be huge, and it's got to be hero's journey. And I would argue, like, we need a fun yes. dragon movie,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Which I think, like, Guardians of the Galaxy did kind of the thing for same thing for space movies, which are always either like. Epic or like very sciencey or like horror movies like Alien and Guardians of the Galaxy came out with like no people just want to see like awesome fun stuff happen in space and they don't have to worry too much about the science as long as there's like fast talking yeah. fun characters and so I really want yeah. that like a fun group of kind of like misfit you know adventures that have to fight a very evil dragon is what kind I'm ready of for.
3: like almost like you know if they did a, a slightly more modern fun take on Willow you know. <sighs>
2: Mm-hmm. yeah Will will kind of in a that, little in that which is,
3: which is sure. a little less hard into the tolkien fantasy a little more of its own fantasy mm-hmm. you know the, i mean there's they aren't the classic like elves and dwarves and all the different structure that you get in the like classic tolkien fantasy but but yeah the um the idea of 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 doing i mean that's just how my mind works is is, is doing kind of like the The you know the Thor Ragnarok version of of whatever (laughs) I'm watching.
0: Yeah, I this was very Willow. Like it had a lot of Willow feeling. Just in the like, Mm -hmm. is this as gross as I think it is? Yes, it is. (laughs) It's as gross as I think it is. (laughs) For Um, sure. So that kind of ties into like how I would like recast it for like a reboot which would be to sort of lean a little bit into the blundery comedy-ness of it. So I would cast as the uh, older wizard a a David Tennant or a Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: And nice. I would nice have idea. as the young uh, hero and uh, Valerian, so as Galen and Valerian, interchangeably either millie bobby brown and um flynn wolfhard (laughs) who like so maybe it's the girl who's the sorcerer and he is a boy pretending to be a girl or something like if you could gender swap it um (laughs) Uh or you know do Mm. you just stick with it and flynn wolfhard is the goofy can't really be a good soldier and millie bobby brown is the
3: yeah you could almost do like um uh they only take men seriously and she's kind of like the Cyrano de Bergerac kind of telling him what to do. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And then like you just get a little bit more of the comedy and I think making them younger might like make it a little bit more fun. So that was my thought. On
3: that. Yeah. You'd have to you'd, you'd have to scale back on the on the grossness on the, the horror aspect. Well, I don't know. If, like if I you mean, went younger stranger
0: things is pretty gross.
3: That's true. Mm-hmm,
0: that's yeah, true. and they do Kids love the gross,
3: Nathan. All right, all right, the guys, the um, okay, <laughs> so gross
0: is back. Okay, so on a scale of like one um virgin to ten virgins that you would sacrifice to this <sighs> movie, Damn. how many virgins would you let a dragon eat?
2: <laughs> mm. wow you really you really (laughs) overturned the rating system right right there i'm not sure the implications of this answer you really
3: complicated things okay i have to think okay purely purely on a scientific level okay right logic all right uh i i i four years worth of delicious virgin (laughs) right that's eight damn it um i'd say out of out of ten i i felt like there were the movie definitely started off as an eight but Eventually ended up like at a six point five for me, um with with some things not holding up as well as I was hoping, and then s- just sometimes like the 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 not uh, Luke Skywalker Peter McNichol. Oh, we didn't even talk about, me- we talk about Peter
0: McNichol. Oh. <laughs> we got to talk about Peter McNichol.
3: <laughs> six point five. That's my All answer. We got to talk about Peter McNichol.
0: I just thought it was so weird. He was such a weird choice. um But anyway, good for him. He slayed a mm-hmm. dragon. See you later in Ghostbusters yes. 2 and Ally McBeal, I guess. Yes. Um, all right. What's your rating, Zach?
2: I mean, I uh, I hate rating things because I, I overthink it, but it, I, there's no other movie ratings that I've done to compare it to. So like around, and like I was pleasantly surprised watching it myself, wondering, worrying that it would be terrible. Um, so, you know, around eight virgins, eight edible, vir- eight, eight edible virgins, <laughs> I, I would say for me. <laughs> On the scale of like fantasy movies yeah. of the time, right? With the biggest it's, thing it's, being like you know, there's a few fantasy yeah. tropes, but yeah,
3: it's definitely if you're if you're the a whole virgin if,
2: thing, but I like if it. you're
3: a dragon fan or if you're a fantasy movie fan, it's absolutely mm-hmm. a, a must see because there's so many, you know, important or, or or iconic or individual moments that that are are really quite notable.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I am a fantasy fan and I am a dragon fan. And I and I hadn't seen this movie, but I liked it. I, it was fun. Like even mm-hmm. and that's kind of the measure that I like to use is how fun is it to sit down mm-hmm. and watch this movie again um, as an adult or even like with a 10 year old. And it was pretty fun. Like we weren't like glued to the TV. I think we were both sort of doing other things, but we liked it and we found plenty mm-hmm. of things to talk about and laugh about and joke about and be like wait did he just say are they really doing this is that the plan <laughs> um so i'll kind of split the difference between the two of you and give it a 7.25 so seven and a quarter virgin <laughs>
3: so many virgins <laughs> i thought it
0: was
2: fun seven virgins and one foot <laughs> of a virgin time. but right. she's a princess
0: <laughs> um
3: She'll always be a princess to me. <laughs>
0: it was a fun watch, and it would be a fun rainy day, like you're also doing a puzzle or or something.
3: It's a fun surprise yeah. because you kind of you maybe like you look at the box art, and even though I am, am very warm on the movie, but you're maybe kind of thinking it's Krull. Yeah. Which is a little more of a a little more of a B movie, but it ends up punching above its weight.
0: Yeah, I was expecting Krull. I really was. Um Okay. So what is your uh deep cut recommendation as we all know like netflix will uh, and amazon they'll say if you like that you should watch this so what's our cut that's like maybe two pages over from the initial recommendations like <laughs> uh, tied to it and yet not and only a little further off the path
1: does anyone have one
3: <laughs> yes so um, I, it's not it's not a super deep one but i feel like the the movie that took the gold standard of movie dragons away from it, which then also got it taken away because I've seen it recently and it doesn't quite hold up, but I, it's another dragon movie that I feel like a lot of people just haven't even heard of even less seen, which is rain. I love fire. that
0: movie. Oh. Mm.
3: It's oh, yes. beefed so, up,
0: beefed up insane. Matthew McConaughey in that movie. Oh
3: yeah. Er, like Matthew McConaughey. This is early in his career. Like this is like he's only done like, you know, a couple he hasn't done anything that he's only been kind of like the nice charming guy at this point. And he just plays such, you know, like a, a a, a you know, a tough, vicious, masculine gorilla yeah. of a yeah. man. You I know,
0: mean, it's funny because Christian Bale is the other lead of the movie. And you just would see them like swapped like you would expect them to be swapped they're interchangeable Uh though like in the in the characters they play these days but yeah
3: yeah and so yeah (laughs) the reign of fire for me for the for a long time had the gold standard of movie dragons and then having revisited it a few months ago it's a little it's a little cgi (laughs) at this point um
2: I saw that movie the night before I got married with <laughs> apparently all my like major life events are like, yes. uh, <laughs> I'm <I> love it. <laughs> i not realizing it was the night before I got married with like my wedding party of guys who had like nothing to do while my wife and all of her like wedding party were getting ready for a whole day of makeup and things. We we're like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's go see a movie. And so we, it was like the most like male thing we could do <laughs> as like, a bachelor party. Let's go watch yes. a dragon movie. I love yeah! that. Yeah. And it fit the bill. Yeah, and it's great. <laughs> it- I don't really care about quality just like dragons burning things and Matthew McConaughey with oh. axes being awesome, cool, perfect.
3: But yeah, they're going after the you know, so it's it's a post-apocalyptic movie to where dragons have destroyed the world and now they're going after they're hunting dragons with like attack helicopters and tanks and it's 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 a real fun post-apocalyptic take on it. Even if the the CGI doesn't hold up as well, uh, it it was it, it was really good for the time. Yeah, yeah, and and I felt like it it you know it's like I I feel like these dragon movies it takes about 15, 20 years to kind of dethrone the best ones you know like Dragon mm-hmm. Slayer Ringing of Fire and then it probably wasn't until Thrones maybe know, Harry Potter Game of th- uh, Yeah I I, th- I felt like Harry Potter and then Smog and not- the Hobbit. We're the real like undeniable best replacements.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a recommendation, mm-hmm. Zach?
3: My deep, I feel like as a
2: movie, this is the deep cut for other yeah. movies. Cause it's. You're like, not, you're not wrong about that. That's, that that's exactly seen. right. Uh, I think my uh, out of the box recommendation would be something like the That's, Knights of the. you just took my podcast.
0: recommendation back. Oh,
2: <laughs> no.
3: so I'm the only one with a real it. recommendation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my second my second choice was Rain of Fire, Nathan. That was going to be my Here recommendation.
2: We <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so. Uh, I, I want everybody to check out our, our, our podcast, but like really also just like the whole genre of yes. tabletop role-playing games. Cause probably if you watch these movies, it's not so much as like an, 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 a film critic wanting to see how they handle it. Like a big part of watching movies like this is like wanting to feel like you're in it and tabletop role-playing games really mm-hmm. do that in that. Like you get to sit down with your friends and be in that world and have the adventure that you want to do. And it's, it's very imagination based. I mean, if people don't know kind of how D D works, it's it's not a video game or or there's other kind of you know, there's other kind of similar games, lots of them. But basically, like you create your character in this world with some special powers. Maybe you know some spells. Maybe you know some. Maybe you're an awesome warrior or whatever. And the dungeon master, the game master, says, "Okay, so you're in this tavern, and this like old wizardy guy comes in and says." There's this monster in the hills, and then you just decide what you want to do. And you create the story all together. It's like improv, but there's more kind of like epic storyteller structure to it. And then also you roll dice. So sometimes even if you want it to be awesome, sometimes you roll a four on, on the, rock the, slide
0: on and on the uh,
2: bringing the mountain <laughs> lands. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And you all kind of adjust to that. And, you know, it's just a, a super fun thing to do. So if you like this kind of thing, but you haven't checked out those games, there's lots of ways to like meet people on.
0: And definitely so. download and listen to the Knights yeah. of the Rolled podcast. Knights of the Rolled table podcast. It's Wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. My whole family listens to it. Uh, this is, a you know, not your average D&D gaming podcast because it is some of the most hilarious improv comedians uh, that you could ever want to have at your gaming table. Uh, everyone's funny. Oh. The stories are great. Um, uh, everybody, the, the gang takes turns DMing. Uh, so you get a different experience every mm-hmm. time. And it's really, really great. Download it, you won't be sorry.
1: Yeah, so, yeah.
0: So I guess I recommend yeah, both the you. things you recommend, um, but maybe to take like a Any weird more. side shoot. Um, I heard, and I don't. Maybe you can tell me more if you can, Zach. I don't know that there's oh. uh, going to be a new Darkwing mm-hmm. Duck, which might be, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which might be a uh, germane to recommend um, as your dad who stole the dragon. He- head is uh, a pretty crucial in the Darkwing Duck situation.
2: I thought you were going to say there's going to be a new Dungeons what? and Dragons movie, which there is, because the I old one is terrible. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're casting. They just crashed the other day. They no. cast Chris Pine <gasps> for a Dungeons yeah. and Dragons movie. Oh, so like that. that's out there yeah. as like, ooh, that could be that like funny adventure dragon movie that we we're talking about. Or could I be like terrible. Chris Pine. I think he see. makes good choices. What? Mm hmm. Um, but yes, Darkwing Duck. So, yeah, my dad at Disney, his history, the, those guys, those 25 year old guys in my backyard doing that show, they were like Disney people that like yeah. went on to do amazing things. Like one of them was Ron Clements, who went on to direct a movie uh, called Little Mermaid. Oh, I've heard of that. He and his partner. John, John. Uh, Ron Clemens and John Musker wow. did Little Mermaid. And then a couple of years later, they did a movie called Aladdin and then Hercules and basically <laughs> every other beloved Disney yeah. film up to Moana. And they were just like making <laughs> making acrylic masks in my backyard <laughs> when I was five. It's a pretty amazing memory. Um, yeah, my dad went to feature animation. He's actually been a guest on the Knights of the World Table podcast. He played the father of my character of my (laughs) characters, uh, it was a very fun adventure. Very like, uh, Indiana Jones and the last crusade kind of vibes. He also on a Halloween episode we recently did. I like actually went to him for story ideas and he kind of helped us craft the story of Hinkle's haunted house for a Halloween episode that came out real well. So he's been awesome and he's not directly, he's retired. It's not directly involved with the, New Darkwing Duck that's coming out, but he actually uh, is, hangs out with those guys all the time, and, and uh, it's been great. The new Ducktales, if you haven't seen it, it's and so the great. Other Disney Afternoon universe that seems to be unrolling is well worth a watch. For yeah, sure. I'm
0: really excited about it. Like I, I watch it with with the kids. It's really smart. It's really funny. So I'm really excited for uh, the new Darkwing Duck and the new um, Chip and Dale and the new Rescue Rangers yeah. and all of that jazz. So. And Mm -hmm. just at this moment, my dogs have decided to bark. So now it's time to say goodbye. Um, (laughs) Goodbye.
3: Goodbye.
0: um, Nights of the World Table. You can download that everywhere uh, that podcasts are available. Um, Is there any place specific you want to send people, Zach?
2: Um, Not. I mean, the the rule of podcasts, which I'm sure is true of your podcast, too, is that. Uh, Apple iTunes kind of runs it, Mm -hmm. so if you want to give a podcast a boost, leave a rating and review on iTunes specifically, and that helps other engines pick it up. But you know, if you want to come hang out with us at Roll Table on Twitter, and we have a Discord and other ways to connect with us, we'd love to chat with you and hear what you think and talk D and D. We have a, a Discord where, like you know, we can exchange dungeon mastering ideas and Jeff Frank also has a random thread about how to make pizza. And yes, it's a good time.
0: Jeff Frank is one of our uh, upcoming guests. Excited about that.
2: Yes. Much funnier than
0: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, You can find everything about um, Most Excellent Pod at mostexcellentpod.com and on all of the uh, media socials. And, you know, do that do that thing. Give us that thumbs up. Give us that rating, that review. Um, where can people find the work of Nathan Blackwell?
3: Squishystudios.com. Thank you. Um,
0: and yeah, if you want to watch me do improv online, you can do that uh, for a limited time, hopefully, at nctfadex.com. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for being a guest, Zach. It was really fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was awesome to talk to you.
0: Uh, thank you for listening. Again, if I didn't say that already, I'm saying it again. While you're out there in the world, remember to be excellent to each other and party. Party on, party on dudes. dudes. Awesome. Nailed it. Nailed it. Out of the park. One take. <laughs> One take.
1: Every time.